0: Hello, I'm Patrick Gaco, and this is my series, Superhuman You, helping you reach your true potential through the power of imagination, music, and more. On this episode, we're joined by Samantha Bur- Burmeister. I hope I didn't butcher your name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Burmeister, it's perfect.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Samantha, for for joining us today. Um, so one, one question that I have uh, for you, Samantha, is... Um, you know can you talk a little bit about yourself and and about your journey to where you are right now i know you're you founded a um <clears throat> a company called digital nomad and and so can you tell me more about about that uh, particular endeavor and how you've you've gone to to get here
1: yeah for sure so my company is called nomad copy agency okay. i am a digital nomad yeah. um so for those who might not know what a digital nomad is is it somebody who works online, hence the digital, and lives nomadically, hence the nomad. So um, there's all types of people who um, are digital nomads. Sometimes people move around all the time. Sometimes they're like me, where they stay in places for several months at a time. So Uh um, how did I get here? It's something that I always wanted to do. Even when I was um, in college, I kind of did the traditional high school, then university, went and got a job. But even all the way through all of that, I knew that I wanted to live and work abroad. I just wasn't sure what that Mm -hmm. looked like. And that vision came together over the course of several years and ultimately culminated in 2019 when I quit my job and started traveling full time and uh, started running my own business while traveling full time.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds pretty exciting. And so I guess what you know, did you always want to be on your own? Did you always want to have, uh, you know, not work for a corporation? So I understand that you did work for uh, a corporation for a while. And then, Mm -hmm. and so can, can you go a little bit into the mindset that you had when you took that leap of faith?
1: Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, I, it was always something that was kind of evolving. My dad is an entrepreneur as well. He had a brick mm-hmm. and mortar business in our hometown for over 25 years. Um, and I never looked at it and thought, man, that's what I want to do.
0: Um, uh, mm-hmm.
1: I think I saw entrepreneurship as one person wearing all the hats. It looked stressful. I didn't want any part of that. I wanted to be able to go on vacations and yeah. live a life of freedom. That's something that's really important to me is freedom and mm-hmm. adventure. um, and I read a book in college called The 4-Hour Four, Four Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. And that really opened my eyes to what entrepreneurship could be in the digital age. Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of what led me to that point was, like, really, like, just realizing that I could have my cake and eat it, too.
0: Realizing oh, okay. that,
1: like, I could have freedom and be an entrepreneur. I could travel the world and own my own business. I it doesn't have to be an or. I just have to find a way to make it an and.
0: Okay, but I mean, you know, one question I have for you is: a lot of people, um, they do come to that point where yes, they do want to have their independence. They they want to have that freedom. They they do want to ke- eat their cake, um, have their cake and eat it at the same time. But the challenge is sometimes you're very invested in what you do. Um you know there is maybe some pressure in terms of your family from a financial standpoint, or you work for people that with people that are great and you don 't want to let it down i mean i 'm sure mm-hmm. if you hated what you did, you know it would be an easy decision you 'd be like you know whatever i'm i 'm leaving now, but if you 're in that position where okay you you 've already invested a lot in this job um but also you have that dream of yours how how are you able to to kind of get over that hump, uh, and, 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 you know, and basically dive in.
1: Yeah. That's honestly one of the hardest parts about entre- entrepreneurship is that mentality of like, especially cause I started off freelancing. So I, I mm-hmm. was my business. My business was me. If somebody didn't like something that I wrote, you know, cause we, I wrote, um, a lot of blogs and content to start off with, and then switched to copy mm-hmm. and then started hiring people to work for me so that we can write more copy. But that's the hardest part is like, if they don't like something that I wrote, do they not like me? <laughs> like,
0: that's it's right. really hard
1: not to take it personally. Um, yeah. And it is, it's all about, you know, that mentality and understanding like what to delegate, when to step back, um, you know, how how to um, manage other people's personalities in accordance to my own. And, you know, what that really comes down to is learning what to say yes to and realizing that Mm -hmm. every time you say yes, you're saying no to something else. Uh, So energetically, sometimes it makes sense to say no to something so that you can say yes to something that's more exciting or more aligned. And that's, that's a beautiful thing too, is being able to choose choose what you do versus working for a corporation yeah. where someone tells you what to do.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a fair point. And so what advice would you give to people out there? I mean, um, I know a lot of people that have, I've tried, right. And and I think it's one of those things where it's difficult to have one foot in one foot out. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be fully committed, but what, what kind of practical insights would you give to somebody that is in your shoes, right. Now, you know, is in the shoes you wear back before you made that leap?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because you, you kind of started to touch on if you have one foot in and one foot out and making the leap, and there is no right way to do something, but there's a lot of mm. wrong ways to do it. And if you're doing something, um, you know, say that you hire a business coach or decide to start working with someone um, and you make the leap before you're ready um uh, you could put yourself in a bad financial position but if your coach told you to right. do it you know then like there's a lot of a lot of advice going around out there so i think it's the finding yeah. the balance between jumping before you're ready so that you're constantly pushing yourself and you're able to fully commit when your business takes off mm-hmm. but there's also listening to yourself and staying in that comfort zone because if you don't have a financial runway, if you don't have a fully baked out business plan, if you don't have whatever it is that you need to take that next step, then you're going to jump and have no parachute. And that's (laughs) that's not a good place to be. in. so I think ultimately, my advice is to, you know, take everyone's advice into account, but make a decision, make decisions, because there's, they never stop, Mm -hmm. Um, make decisions that are most right for you because you know, I mentioned my dad was an entrepreneur. His business advice is sometimes 30 years old for a brick and mortar service based business in a small town in Iowa. Yeah. It might be great advice for somebody 30 years ago in a small town in Iowa, but it might not be great advice for where I'm at right now. So it takes a lot of self understanding as well.
0: Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, but there's, you know, at least from from my understanding, there are kind of two schools of thoughts. One is, okay, when you feel that you're ready, you just jump in with, with, you know, two feet in. And there's another school of thought that believes that you would kind of do the corporate route and uh, the entrepreneurial route together as long as you can pull Mm -hmm. them off. And then once, one starts hurting the other, um, you know, when they're no longer, when they become mutually exclusive, you you kind of jump to the entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. So what are your views on, on that?
1: Yeah, I agree. But again, it's the, that point is going to be different for everyone. So my personal story, yeah. and this is kind of a fun one, um, I always knew that I wanted to leave corporate. I just didn't know what was waiting for me on the other side. I was um, right. blogging a lot in a personal blog, uh not getting paid for it um and from my corporate job, I was saving as much money as I could because I knew that my exit was coming, even though I didn't know right. what it looked like, so I was mm-hmm. planting the seeds, harvesting uh, like caring for and ready to harvest that life um. But for me, it came, I was on vacation. I was in Southeast Asia with a friend. We were on a beach and Mm -hmm. I had an email sent to my work email that was to, it was our confirmation email for a hotel. So we went to check into our hotel Mm -hmm. and I had to log into my work email. And I saw a series of emails that just gave me (laughs) so much stress, so much anxiety. And my friend that I was there with was like, all you've done since we became friends is talk about when you're going to quit your job. Like, I know you have money. I know you have skills. Like, when are you finally going to do this? Because I don't like seeing like you're on a beach in Vietnam. You do not need to be crying on a beach in Vietnam. (laughs) Like what is the time? Um, yeah. So I did, I called my boss and quit from a beach in Vietnam Uh, and that was when it was right for me because I had the financial foundation. I had a really robust network. I just, I needed to, um, and I also knew that I was employable. That's the other thing is I could have gone and gotten another job if I needed to, if money ran out. So for me, that balance was really askew. There was a huge gap there. I had no alternative income when I jumped, but I had the pressure then to create something. So I just started doing what I loved and networking with the people that I loved working with and everything fell into place for me. Um, So again, it's going to be different for everyone because I had no idea what was on the other side.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that, those are all great points. So if I, if I'm getting you correctly, you're saying, although you're not necessarily working the two in parallel, because that would be too demanding, but you would you you want to be in a position where you've invested enough in that corporate job that a you are marketable mm-hmm. if you know if things were not to work out with your entrepreneurial endeavors um you know that would allow you to generate some cash and funds yeah but at the same time you know you don't also want to kind of carry that stress from one side into the other where it kind of you know it becomes um ineffective for you to actually be in, in on both paths yeah um,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was exactly it. Is I knew so I took a few weeks off I ended up purposefully missing my flight I didn't come back to the US right away mm-hmm. um, so I had enough clothes for like two weeks and <laughs> just decided to stay uh, and after a couple weeks of just decompressing and thinking I started to email the people in my life that I knew and loved and trusted as mentors, people who I saw as mm-hmm. successful and reached out and said, how can I learn from you? And also here's my story. I just quit my job. If you know of anyone who needs yeah. anything, you know, me and you know what I'm capable of. And every single one yeah. of those people was like, I need something written. Because they had seen my Facebook posts, they had seen my blogs, they had seen that I had written Mm -hmm. for as a passion project in the past. So they knew that I was good at it. And that's how I started. That's how my business started was just professional friendships, asking, asking for writing, but it really showed me that other people saw me in that light. And it was actually easier. It right. was kind of, I mean, I have a degree in marketing. It should have been obvious that like, this is my market research. Like, hi, people who know me, what are you, what do you think I'm capable of? And they all told me the same thing.
0: Right. Uh, so
1: it was also very affirming that like, okay, this is the next step on, on this path.
0: Right. So it looks like you did have like a full network. You did, you, you did have some capital kind mm-hmm. of laid aside. So you basically had all of the, um, you know, circumstances lined up for you to be able to 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 make that jump. Because I think sometimes a misconception, and and you know, with a lot of entrepreneurs, is that they always focus on the jump, the the leap, or maybe the the kind of moments before mm-hmm. then. You know, just um, immediate moments before the jump, but they don't give like the full picture. Okay, you know, you did have capital, you had a network, you. More or less, you knew what you were getting yourself into, and you had also your your dad as an example, yeah. kind of like a, a high level blueprint that okay, it's doable. It's not something that's coming out of nowhere. Um, to just really help you, you know, kind of foster your success, um, you know, uh, in 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 getting into that that new mm-hmm. path. Um, so that's. That's pretty awesome. And so, I mean, I guess, how do you, do you continue traveling or you're kind of focusing on on your business 100% or how, how do you balance yeah, both? Yeah, so
1: I'm still traveling. I think that especially Americans think of traveling as like you go to Cancun for a week and you party and then you come back. Yeah. Um, and traveling for me looks yeah. a lot like being at home. I love to post up somewhere and like, uh, you know, find a gym that I love. I just spent almost two months in Cape Town, South Africa earlier this year, and I found a gym close Mm -hmm. by. I had a routine where I I knew where I was going to get coffee. Uh, I had my favorite restaurants. I knew where I liked to go for a walk on the ocean. I mean, it was all very much like my life anywhere else. So then, you know, I'll go to, I'm currently near Napa, California, and it's like, I've now found the places that I like to go hiking. Mm-hmm. I also found a gym that I enjoy here. There's cafes that I like to work from. I found uh, everywhere I go. I make sure that wherever I stay has really strong Wi-Fi because running a digital business—that's like the number one thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: But yeah, there's there's things that I do that I have to have. In every place that I go long term. That said, when I was in Cape Town, mm-hmm. I took a weekend trip to um, Zimbabwe and Botswana to visit some national parks and mm-hmm. Victoria Falls and uh, do a safari. And that I was like, that was a proper vacation for me because it was five days away from my temporary home. Yeah, yeah. I did go out. We ate right. at a lot of restaurants. Uh, I didn't have Wi-Fi. I didn't work during that time. So it's just, it's just a slightly different lifestyle but I still have the same necessities as everyone else that's working online
0: Gotcha yeah I mean I I haven't been to to South Africa or even Southern Africa in general but I did grow up in Central mm-hmm. Africa in Cameroon oh, okay. Um so yeah I mean I I know what it is to live somewhere else outside of the yeah. United States so you know it's a different experience uh, altogether Um And so if somebody wants to connect with you, um, how can they do that?
1: uh, They can find me on Instagram, of course. I'm a millennial, so that's where Mm -hmm. I spend too much time. Uh, (laughs) I'm on Instagram at nomad.copy. Or my website is Mm -hmm. nomadcopyagency.com. And of course, I'm always happy to talk about copy, but also everything traveling and uh, digital nomading and all of that.
0: Awesome. I mean it is it is two beautiful worlds to put together, right? Uh you usually don't associate a copyright or you just think of like the traditional sitting at a desk, um, you know, kind of working day in and day out. I'm an accountant by trade, so I I do get the stereotypes yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you don't associate that with traveling, right? Uh so it's 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 an amazing thing yeah. to blend. And um yeah. So, I mean, thank you so much for, for joining uh the show. I mean, it's uh it's an amazing experience that you shared. I think I've learned a lot, particularly, you know, as you can see in my background, I have a lot of music, and you know, I, I'm a musician, and that is something that has you know I've kept in, in the back of my head on how to make that leap um from my corporate job to to music. And so those are really insightful tips that you you provided to us. Um and so thank you again, Samantha, for joining. And thank you everybody for joining this show. Thank you for listening. And remember to try every day to be the superhuman you.